A young child wails, alone in a stroller in a parking lot on a rainy beach day. The, the day isn't beach, it's, it's on the beach. It's a rainy day on the beach in a parking lot. Stroller, child, wailing, crying, crying so hard it, it, it coughs at the rain landing on its face. It's as if there's nobody within miles because the whales are so loud you would have to hear them in the little coastal town that you can see on the horizon down on this lip of land but the rain must be drowning out these whales and this child is utterly alone utterly alone that is until the raucous waves begin to part and one finned foot at a time push their way onto land and a beautiful seaweed-chested man, half man, half fish, steps with a gasping breath onto land, unable, of course, to breathe the air, but in such torrential downpour can survive for the last few minutes needed to save this poor child, which he cannot bear to listen to any longer. It's so annoying. He's risking his life. <laughs> he approaches the stroller and reaches a four-fingered hand into it. So, uh, three fingers and a thumb. Three thumbs and one finger. <laughs> three thumbs, <laughs> yes, three opposable thumbs and one finger. And the one finger gently touches the baby's nose. <coughs> and the baby is confused for a moment. <coughs> and then resumes wailing. <coughs> Um, <laughs> the merman, I suppose he's a merman, looks around, shocked, he didn't expect that, and scoops the baby up, feeling his gills twitch at the emptiness of no water around him, and looking back and forth, just starts padding back toward the water as the waves start coming together again. He swims into the rising sun of the rainy morning. One finned hand above water, suspending the poor human child. And it wails, and it wails, and it wails until finally, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> and the morning is silent once again. Story jazz, everybody. Welcome. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Jinx. Oh, Jinx. I, we're already on sync. Yes, it's we are. It's so weird. There's no delay. We are I say in something and you can immediately react to it. And that's crazy. Yes, we're in person this time. I have migrated continents temporarily. And I uh, flew for two hours and slept some to make it convenient for our, our reuniting. Yeah. And we're united here. Uh, to gaze into each other's eyes, unmarred by the codec that you get with, through through Discord. Um, <laughs> thank you, Discord, for supporting the creation of this podcast. <laughs> by the way, just by existing. But um, I'm, we're hoping to to get to get some more juice out of this. And I keep keep losing myself and just looking at you. It's really it's really difficult. Well, thankfully, I'm not. So. <laughs> Good, good. Um, so how the hell did you know that I was thinking undersea adventure? Um, I had no idea. Honestly, I just came up with that cold open literally right before this. And I was staring at this uh, tiny Siddhartha Buddha sitting like right behind okay. you. And I was like, whatever story I'm going to tell, it's going to have nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay. And Buddha is famously dry. So I was actually, when you said cold open, I was like, oh, wait. Shoot, I had an idea, but um, is it gonna fit? It totally fits because yeah. I was coming into this thinking I would like to do an undersea sort of thing. Wait, really? 
Yes. See, this is why we came Isn't to be absurd? in person with one another. This yeah, is why. The collective consciousness is stronger when you're closer together. Um, I, at this point, I want to... I wanna, what's that? <laughs> Continue. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're, we're wetter. Maybe it's because we're wetter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and each I other's was, presence. I was also thinking about this. So I, I wanted to mention our listener, Leon, or Leon from Germany, who I heard asked two days ago, hey, we're going to do a story, Jazz. So you have a prompt for us? And he said... Underwater or something? Like Atlantis? Can you say it in German for me? Unterwasser? Unterwasser. Geschichte. Geschichte. That's what I'm totally uh, misquoting you at this point. So forgive me for that. But here's the underwater story, I suppose. So we've established... We've established Merman. Merman. Uh, Herman the Merman. Herman the Mormon Merman. I don't, know, a, I don't want to make a Mormon. No, I don't. But a Herman the Mormon, wanna, I love. want to make a Mormon either. Um, sometimes he hangs out with the sperm whales. They just go mm-hmm. sperming. Naturally. You know. Naturally. Um, so Seaweed chest hair, in my mind. Sweet chest, well, chest weed. S- chest weed, yes. Chest kelp. Sea hair, chi weed. Chest weed. Sneers. <laughs> she didn't mean what happened to me. Um, and there's a baby mm-hmm. that I don't know if that baby survived, but that's interesting. Um... I think we can, <laughs> can we just take Herman and just go run with Herman? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's, right? let's run with Herman. Herman the Merman. Um, welcome back, everyone, to... <laughs> to Story Jazz in person. In person. Oh a, a rare event. It's 10 years later. We're in a bubble under the ocean. There is a massive, massive 10 meter by 25 meter clamshell turned upside down creating a bubble of air in which our baby lives with his adopted father. Ten-year-old baby. Ten-year-old baby. <laughs> but you know what? It's actually a ten-year-old baby. Herman keeps... Squishy. <laughs> squishy. The face is squishy. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have scales. Okay, she. Great. Yeah. Um, Herman keeps squishy in this clamshell. Because Squishy isn't like other mer children. Squishy cannot breathe underwater. And we skipped back the traumatic scene where Herman tried to dive deeper underwater and this baby was choking. <laughs> and like under all the pressure. Yeah. And like Squishy. Squishy. Squishy is sitting in her clamshell. Um, in her, how big is the bubble? Mm, Two by 10 meters? 10 meters by 15 to 20. Meters. That's a big bubble. It's, it's a, a big, big it's, a, it's a large clamshell. Nice. Right? But enough space for Squishy to live out her days in relative peace. Doesn't have to... Doesn't doesn't want for anything other than sunlight and air, which <laughs> is completely... She's never known. Absent here. Well, I think she doesn't really know what's what the deal is with her. She doesn't. She's just uh, different than the other kids. So Squishy spends most of her days inside. And right now, she is creating a sand sculpture she's creating a sand sculpture on the the banks of one side of the clamshell and she's entertaining herself as many a 10 year old would by herself while her father is busy um until of course he comes home and she says well let's describe this okay um the rippled water parts and uh herman's face and uh a Kelpie business suit, <laughs> Kelpie beard, Kel- Kelpie business suit, and and and, and seaweedy beard, seaweedy beard, right, um, right, right, burst through the surface, um, and, and with incredible abruptity, <laughs> abruptness, abruptness, yes, um, and brusqueness. It's it's you know that's the way he always appears. So um, squishy never because there is no door. Us. There's no door. Everything is like <laughs> people are very sudden in this culture. And you can tell that he's just taken a big breath of water because he cannot breathe on land. And he reaches for the table on his uh, entryway table where he puts down his keys, his car keys and everything. And he picks up a bong, which he uses to speak in this air a, world. A, a, a bong, a water bong. A bong. He's, he's going to speak through the bong. Okay, um, it's like I think of it like a more like a... Um, Inhaler. Inhaler for asthma. But he's got a sort of a bong. And he, he like, you know, takes a, uh, a whiff every once in a while. <laughs> and he speaks through it because he can't breathe. Yeah. Air. So he gargles. 
he does gargle, but in a way that is understandable. And unlike our, um, <laughs> unlike our prehistoric story, we won't have half the story in a language we can't understand. I'm, I'm going to try his oh, voice. Yeah, yeah. Just, just give me it. Give me it. <laughs> That's not it. That's it. Right. Give me a second. And he clears his throat and um, it actually works. It actually works a lot better than that. Um, Squishy, I was on the way home from work, um, as I am every day. You know my routine. And I saw these boys. Boys, Daddy? This is Squishy's voice now. Yes, they were, they were visiting. They were visiting from uh, a... Uh, a com- commune, um, many, many nautical miles, because that's the, <laughs> the unit of measurement we use. Uh, of course, Dad. To the, to the northwest. And but the boys always come here on Rub Springer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're not Mormon, they're Amish. Uh, the, the, these boys, um, they were quite pinkish. You wait. Squishy. They were quite pinkish, and I think that you're... you're, you're this is you're, somewhat plot development all at once, Dad. What's happening? There's... There's pink boys outside. There's pink boys. Well, I was just thinking, like, I, I, I mean, we mermen, uh, mer, mer, we merfolk come in all sorts of different colors, and I'd never seen a pink-ish merfolk before. But we, since you were wondering, and and I don't want to stop you from from finding out more about your um, through all these years, he still hasn't found a way not to be awkward about you pinkness. Her. You could just say pinkness. 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 I was about to say affliction. That probably would hurt your feelings, right? That would have that have would that have hurt your feelings? I'm I'm tougher than that. Down, Dad. I'm I'm tougher okay. than that. So should I say affliction? No, 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 no. Pinkness is better. Pinkness is better. Your pinkness. Um. So perhaps it makes me feel like royalty. It makes you feel like royalty. Can you not understand me? Uh, should it, I pick a different it's voice? A little, it's a little bit difficult sometimes. Mm. In any case, if you if you wanted to. Hmm, Take your, uh, put on your suit and um, venture out. I know you can't go very far, but meet the, these pink boys, perhaps. Uh, that would be a way for you to, to I, I, I'm just saying that maybe that's... Squishy looks over at the um, knitted together kelp diving suit made of um, broken sea glass and uh, um, interconnected uh, strands of seaweed and um, some whale blubber. It truly is a disgusting apparatus to wear. But she looks back at her sandcastle and sighs. It's not just any sandcastle. It's incredible. It's, it's twisted spires. Think about a 10-year-old that had little else to do than build sandcastles exactly, for the for first 10, 10 years, years of their life. Um, Herman kneels before Squishy and, look, I, I don't mean to push you, but I think you need to um, get out there and... I know the suit isn't great, but you you want to be part of things, don't you? You know, I'm not a teenager yet, so we haven't had our sort of uh, father-daughter sort of fights, but I don't really have a huge desire to leave the clam shell. Like, I mean, you, you've told me about, you know, the, the, the horrors of the outside world, the, the, the trash island the size of three Texases in the middle <laughs> of the ocean, and, and it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't sound... Great. So, so pink boys, I get it, but like, eh, pink boys. I understand. It's uh, just something that came to mind. I, I, I'm just saying, I don't think your pinkness should be something that keeps you from embracing life to as far of an extent as you can embrace it. Thanks, Dad. Um, maybe, maybe another time. Do you, do you want to eat dinner? Yes, I'm actually, I need to get back in the water. I'm drying out right now, actively. So yeah, 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 yeah. Go, yeah. go for a, go for a, go for a, take a shower, uh, go for a jog and um, <laughs> we'll eat in uh, 30 minutes. I've, I'm working on this, uh, you know, Southwestern uh, Roman uh, parapet on, on the South side of the castle anyway. So we, we meet 30 minutes. I shall return. He says, and bursts through the wall of the, <laughs> of the bubble again. The, the wall, the, well, the, the membrane of the bubble. In my mind, it's an upside-down clamshell that underneath is air because it's upside-down. They pushed it down. They pushed it down. And so he has to swim Bursts up. into the water. <laughs> yeah. So he steps up out of the right. water to get into right. it and then right. goes back down in it. And she lives inside that. Right. Uh, she replenishes oxygen with algae and sea, sea plants. Sea plants, yeah. I mean, a lot of oxygen is, is created by, by... It'll have to be a lot. 
But Most of the totally. ocean in the world is created by but like by sea sea plants, but like, right? But Isn't like it? acres upon acres upon acres underneath right. there would bubble up and rise. Yeah, totally. And so we follow Herman the Merman out of the small tunnel that leads into the upside down clamshell in which his daughter lives, and he sets foot into the open ocean again and looks at the two pink boys in front of him, eagerly awaiting his answer. So does a uh, does a uh, does Squishy want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Squishy want to play? Does yeah? Does does Squishy want to play with us today? They both look eagerly at him, and Herman sighs. Not quite yet. Um, I don't think it's quite the time yet. I have some business to attend to, boys. I'm sorry. And he, I don't think walks off. I think they sort of walk swim. Mm-hmm. Right. Are the boys fish? By the way, we should we should make the note of this. Are they are they pink? Human oh yeah, they're, they're totally fish. They're they're just pink fish. They're totally they're mer people. They're just from pink elsewhere. Yeah, and they're just pink. Yeah, they totally don't look like squishy at all. Yeah, um, love it. And he pushes off and in a whirling vortex, <laughs> darts through the water in at top speed, uh, sending the boys sending the boys careening in all directions, like like in a in like as if they were in a in a going down the drain. You know, like love it. Um, and when they catch themselves, <sighs> oh, okay. Um, I, I guess we'll, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just, um, <laughs> bye, bye, Mr. Mr. Herman. Yeah. 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 Bye, Mr. Herman. And one of the boys, um, starts scampering off, but the other catches him by the wrist and looks closer at the overturned shell, the huge overturned seashell on top of a little rise. And they exchange a glance and then they both look at the shell. Curiously. But we cut back to Herman. Who is darting like some sort of aquatic Superman. I don't know if there's a superhero that's comparable to that. Um, no, I <laughs> Like some sort of torpedo across this... Aquaman? What? Never heard of that. Um, across Aquamarine? this... Yeah, that sounds about right. Hawkwoman. Hawk... <laughs> Hawkwoman? <laughs> um, Hawkeye man. So he's darting like a torpedo through the streets, I suppose you could say, of a submarine civilization. Mm-hmm. New Fishton. New Fishton. <laughs> <laughs> the streets aren't so much streets as they are jets of water. Jet streams. Jet streams that are um, produced by a complex sort of system of... Um, I want to say animals. Yeah, I think I think maybe they create their own slipstreams. They create their own slipstreams by manipulating by water. By, by they, use. By yeah. they use them, it creates this sort of yeah, vortex. Yeah, 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 and so yeah. they use them and they go faster and they keep it going. So I think they live in between a lot of wildlife. And I think there are some like medium-sized darting fish that go in like figure eights around, around the place. Intelligent? Um, maybe. Like 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 horses, like wild like, horses, like wild horses. Yeah, the mustangs um, of the sea. They're like these fish that you know. Fish tanks. You know, <laughs> fish tanks. Um, you know how uh, sharks have to keep moving in order to breathe. Mm-hmm. These guys have the same thing, but they have to move really fast mm-hmm. all the time. So they're burning through a huge amount of calories, mm-hmm. but they create these slipstreams. Mm-hmm. Um, fish tanks is cool. Can we find a better name for them? Um, um, this is another quasi horse animal in our podcast, yeah. by the way. Um, I like horses in theory, um, at least. What if they in practice are, they have weird long faces? Alternate, um, big teeth, uh, <laughs> sand runners. They're like roadrunner birds that run really fast, Ooh. but they're sand runners and they're these sort of quadrafinal, yeah, 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 fish that just run and they're low over the sand, they're low over the sand and they're sort of baleen. In nature, they absorb mm-hmm. lots of. They just open their mouths. Baleen is whale-like. Yeah, baleen is the teeth of the whale, right? Okay. Um, I think so. It's 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 what filters. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. They're a filter feeder, mm-hmm. right? And so they run feeder. with their mouth open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and they're running along along the sand, and the sand yes, they're kicking the up. Floor, yeah, right? yeah, and that creates a slipstream, which they, the the, yeah. the the fish use above the mer, merfolk, the merf, the mer, their uh, Herman, Herman, and the other merfolk. And by using these and, and making adjacent slipstreams and like access slipstreams, they create a whole network of them. Um, so 
and it's three dimensional, right? It goes up and down as well. Um, and so other animals that live around the area, uh, all types of little fish and, and, um, other intelligent life, other intelligent life. Sure. Sure. Um, well, also folk, makes use of these, crap folk. Yeah. Yeah. Makes use of these, um, uh, seahorse folk. folk, seahorse folk, seahorse. Folk. Oh yeah. Um, makes use of these, uh, slipstreams. And what is the ar architecture like of this place? Um, the architecture is notably floorless. So it's about large oblong spaces that are easily navigable, but no need for a floor because everybody. Really, there's can not much need for structure. There's no really. The structure need for is mostly a, for privacy and less yeah. for support. Yeah, yeah. So you'll have hovering a few meters above the ocean floor. You'll have sort of the entrance mm -hmm. come in from below of a long kelp mesh sort of construct. For instance. So so okay, uh, great, awesome. Or you can have one consisting of clam, sort of clamshells affixed together in some way. I have a question. Yeah. What is Herman rushing to? He just got home. Mm. He must have forgotten something. He did. Will you, will you take us there? Herman, <laughs> Herman's vortex takes him uh, through the main thoroughfare past all the various crab taxis and uh, lobster dog dealers and <laughs> very dangerously close to lobster rolls. Yeah, yeah. And um, he splits off and slips underneath the entrance of a um, one of the tallest buildings in town and zooms up through the middle, zooming past other people in similar suits. Other Sending their business paperwork people. and their typewriters flying every which direction. Or, um, you know, kelp, kelp, kelp writers. work. <laughs> yeah, kelp work. And um, squid ink typewriters uh, flying or floating slowly in every yes. direction. Oh, what chaos. Yeah. And he says, sorry, as he speeds past his colleagues and all the way to the top floor. Well, to the penthouse. To the penthouse uh, level where he slams against the roof because <laughs> it doesn't break fast enough. <laughs> and then oh. ding, the elevator door opens. There's no elevator. It's just a elevator door. And uh, ding. <laughs> there's just a there's just a symbolic yeah. elevator door. Um, and directly across from the elevator door is a large desk. And oh, I got something. You got something behind it. Resplendent in all his glory. Down here, deep under the pressure of many, many, many tons of water is Bob the Blobfish, his tyrannical boss. <clears throat> I'll take this one. Go for it. I want to do some workshopping here. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's, let's workshop this voice here. Work, so I'm thinking like this deep, power. deep. Um, mm -hmm. But it should be deep, scratchy, like a, you know, a generational smoked smoker. Yes, yes. Um, or should it be like a, a deep and like kind of like nasally along? Yeah, so. Uh, I like that more. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Deep and nasally. We got some. All right, great. Let's start there then. <laughs> Herman, 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 Herman. You were, well, I'll just say almost late. I, not quite. Um, don't mean to talk back. I just hit my head. The we. You were supposed I'm, to come here right after work, but I noticed that you're not coming from the direction of your work. I can see you out the window. But Herman looks at his watch on his left arm, and then his watch on his right arm. He keeps two just to be safe. That's not quite right. I I'm on time technically, you so it shouldn't matter what I'm coming from, sir. I'm not on time? You are on time. Good. So let's not waste time <laughs> uh, discussing whether or not I'm on time and just get to business then. <clears throat> All right. All right. Let's see it then. I was told by your assistant that we would first discuss payment. Or promotion or whatever. Uh, uh, Herman, Herman, Herman. <laughs> whatever Herman, I'm getting out of this. Is this... Are you saying you don't, you don't trust me? Bob, the, the Bob, Bobfish, Blobfish. You don't trust me? Wait, is wait, that, wait, is wait. that what you're telling me, Herman? Is your, is your uh, legal name Bob, 
Bob, the Bob, Bobfish, Blobfish. <laughs> Did I get that right? Why are you questioning the naming conventions that my parents have instilled in our species? No, I know, I know. Your family has a great, great uh, tradition of redundant naming. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say that again the same way that I did, but I'm going to try. I highly doubt it, but um, it's still intimidating. So, the so thing, are you going to show me the thing? Are you just that you don't trust me, Bob? Bob, the Bobfish, the Blobfish. No, I'll show you. I'll show. I'll show, show you. When Bob, Bob, the Bobfish, the Blobfish promises payment. Then no, it's guaranteed. Oh, man, I was really afraid you were going to say the whole name again. Um, Herman darts forward toward the desk. He just can't seem to move slower than maximum speed. And as he speed. does, the walls squeeze in ever so slightly, and we see these camouflaged octopi Ooh. on the walls and ceiling dart forward, almost as if they're going to strangle Herman. But when they realize he's not pulling a weapon or posing a threat to Bob, they recede ever so slightly, and Herman shivers. One tentacle of an octopus puts itself around his right arm. Okay. No reason to be uh, this distressful. Here. Um, he brings out from his, I don't know, backpack a little box. Bob, Bob, the Bobfish, the Blobfish waves one fin, one blubbery fin. And the octopi recede, giving Herman the mobility to open it. Herman opens the box and takes out. The artifact. He slowly, trying not to tremble, reaches it over toward Bob, blah, 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 blah. And we can see it reflecting in Bob's eyes. It is a Nokia 3310 W. <laughs> a brick phone. A brick phone, but a special type. Waterproof. It's not just the Nokia 3310, it's the waterproof one. And it still has one bar of battery. Turn, turn it off. Turn it off, Herman. We don't want to waste this special opportunity. I, I, I don't know how. I, there's these buttons, I suppose, but I don't want to press the wrong thing. This one's red. What if that blows something up? Zachby, Zachby, <laughs> says Bob as he looks around, and one of the doors flies open. And a nerdy-looking merfolk stumbles out, um, uh, tying his tie a little tighter and pulling on his jacket as if for some reason he was naked in the other room. And <laughs> he stumbles forward. He says, Zachary, turn off this, this device before it, before it consumes itself and it is impotent in front of us. What is the name? Zachary? Zachary. And Zachary um, swims forward and gingerly takes the device, the Nokia takes the device from Herman's hands and looks at it and says, These glyphs, I've seen them before. This, this isn't good. I wanted to make him push up his glasses. <laughs> he, he actually, he takes two fingers and like pushes on his eyeballs to like <laughs> clear them up. Or like his, his inner eyelids like go. Enough of your theories. Enough of your theories, Zachary. Just turn off the device and take it into the other room. I will deal with pain. With a ginger finger, he presses the red button and Herman says, No, not the red! And he holds it down. And everybody watches. And nothing happens, because I think actually Nokia has a little button on the top. <laughs> Zachary, are you an expert in these or are you not? Do I need to dispose of you and find another expert? I'm an expert of all things that relate to that world. Um, let me try again. And he pushes the button again, and he finds the button on the top. I don't know if which one it is. So, um, let's just say the waterproof one doesn't have the button on the top. Hey, and he pushes the red button down until the screen shuts off. And he swallows and says, No submarine civilization should hold anything of the sort. Let me study it, and then you need to destroy it. Enough of your philosophies. Zachary, you're paid for one thing, and that is to operate the device. If I hear any more about your thesis or about your, your proclivity with philosophical uh, government structures of undersea life and its interaction with us, I don't want any more of that. Go, Zachary. And if I catch you speaking of this again, I'll find another expert. Is that clear? Yes. Of course, sir. Uh, 
and he slips backward back into the door that he came from. And as he passes through it, one of the octopi really close to the door makes its face visible for a second and gives him a menacing look before disappearing again. So what about my payment? Herman says, almost stumbling over his own words. So hasty, so hasty, I see. Herman, Herman, do you know what it is you've accomplished? Before we talk about the payment that you receive, that you will receive, do you know what it is you accomplished today? Do you know the gravity of this moment? The promotion? A promotion. I, that's what I thought. I just, I, we were talking about raising my pay and I need to get more, well, personal, for personal investments. I need some. Why, Herman? Why would you want a promotion when you're, you're a treasure seeker? Such a successful treasure seeker at that. I. Why would you want to work in management? Well, I need to earn more money. I, I want to keep more of the share of, I, I realize that as a treasure seeker, I don't keep much of the value I generate, which is okay. That's the way the system works. But I need to afford a new suit for my daughter, and you can understand that, I'm sure. All right, yes, your daughter. Your totally normal merfolk daughter. She's ill or some such. Yes, of course. But why, Herman? Why do you want to no longer do the job that does such a... such a benevolent contribution to our society? I want... No other treasure seeker has ever found the things you've found or gone to the lengths that you've gone. Why would you give that up? You're a legend. Herman thinks, of course he wants to do the job. <laughs> he loves doing the job. He's good at it. It just... Shouldn't a job be its own reward? Maybe he... Why do you need payment, the boss? I, I think maybe it's time to um, settle down and, and calm down and, and provide... Provide for my daughter, and and you know I'm getting older. Maybe it's okay. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's okay to to not do this forever. Well, I I am Bob Bob the Bobfish of the Blobfish, and when I say a deal's a deal, I mean a deal's a deal, and a Bob blob, Blobfish a Blobfish pays its debts. All right, so the job is yours if you want it. I'll have a contract drawn up on Monday. You can make a final decision, but I implore you. As your boss and a lover of your work. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, as your boss and lover? I implore you to reconsider your current occupation. It may be better for everyone if you stay. I, I, I have to do that, right? I, that's, is that, you, is that a, a task for me to do on work hours or considering the previous job it's five o'clock no i would it's start I, I would i would start reconsidering Friday night oh you're off hours okay no i can i can do that in my own time consider yes and on monday we will rediscuss this all right herman yes and bob extends a blubbery fin and herman grabs it and shakes it i'll see you on monday uh see you and he Zooms back down through the entire building. Um, we see we see the uh, lobster lady and the um, and the swordfish uh, lady who were chatting before, p- still picking up all their paperwork and still, still gathering it, from, gathering it out of the, the ceiling and yeah, the... gathering it out of everywhere. Um, and just as they have it all together and stacked it real nice, this is a Disney boom. scene moment. <laughs> I know it's so typical. Um, he goes past them and he doesn't actually touch them this time. They're like, whoo, that was close. <laughs> we almost knocked it out of our hands again. So um, Herman zooms back out into the street, back into the slipstream, um, and he zooms to the grocery store. And <laughs> in my mind, there's the beginning of like a underwater legally blonde happening because of like the knocking over the paper and the like two people <laughs> in the hall, you know, like seeing it. It's like the beginning. Anyway, alternate plot line. And he has a lot of chores to do. That's why he's so hasty. He's doing groceries. He's um, going over to a friend's place to help him with his elderly dad. And he all he can't yep. swim anymore. And, and one more thing. We need a three-person three thing list. I thought you were going to say a third thing. Oh, I was going to say, and he has to do it all to get back home for dinner. Um, and he has to vote. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to go vote today. So he's got a lot on his plate. And he has to do all these things and get home in time for dinner. 
It's squishy. Such nonsense. There's so much delay. That's such nonsense, the dumb clapping thing. I love it though. It is no use to it. It has no use. Uh, but, it, but, but I love it. Just like I love you. Oh my gosh, we're starting strong. And just like I love all of our listeners. <laughs> uh, hello. It's been so long since we've... Well, actually, we recorded this a long time ago, and it's been even longer since we've spoken to you, our listeners. Our voices probably sound aged and and um, yes. professional now because it's definitely not the the head cold that I have. It's definitely that we have aged, <laughs> uh, aged terribly since recording this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been on hiatus for a while, as you no doubt could tell, and I think we will continue to be on hiatus. This project, I think, has seen the biggest um, biggest output it will probably ever see. And the episodes will remain up and free for those who want to listen. If you want to share it with your friends and family and pets and furniture, you can continue to do so. It will be out there. And this is not the last you'll hear of us, I'm sure. We each have our own projects that we're working on. Um, but I think that it will it will sit and, and receive only a little bit of love every here and there for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, so... That's love from you guys, and it's love from us as well. We are hoping that we can sporadically update things. Uh, we're releasing this uh, little story arc on Davasa for you guys now. But, you know, it's all sort of loosey-goosey because <laughs> who who knows how we'll have time. Unfortunately, knows? this is a side project, and we have our, like, sort of main deals and have to make money to survive in the world. So. Yes. <laughs> Um, which perhaps we'll give you updates on occasionally as we uh, give give a little bit more content here and there. Uh, but for now, enjoy. Enjoy the little bit that we've left you and and we really, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you for being along with us for yeah. the whole of Story Jazz. Yeah, you, you, you are the real MVPs and we love you. We love you. Speaking of squishy. Squishing of speaking. <laughs> speaking of squishy. She is in her clam, as always. And she sits back and sighs and looks at the enormous um, sad castle in front of her. So here's the thing. I was thinking earlier when you said 10-year-old baby. Um, he doesn't know how to dress her. True. So she, so she might have swaddled. She swaddled in kelp diapers. <laughs> she sits down on her kelp diapers. Um, and... He just assumes that she, you know, does her business in the diapers <laughs> still. She's found a way to do it, like, cleanly now. But um, it's different for merfolk, so she, she just wraps it ask. and has, like, one of those tubes at the bank where you, like, mm. <laughs> shoots off and she wraps her poop and she shoots it out in the ocean. She uses some sort of pressure situation to, to shoot her, her uh, waist out far into the ocean. So... Maybe um, she she builds a tiny little parachute and puts a bubble of air into it and it shoots up, up ooh, with the pressure. Yeah, and it gets added to the te three Texas sized garbage <laughs> island. It's you know biodegradable. Yeah, yeah. So she looks upon her castle and she marvels at it for a second as much as she can. She's built this sort of design about twenty nine times this precise design times <laughs> 29 times um refining it every time and then she gets up and she goes through her room past the <laughs> kelp furniture we need a different material man um, um coral coral furniture beautiful yeah um over to the um and she she picks up a big um chunk of Something, oh God, I want to, I want the, the nautical equivalent of a baseball bat. Um, piece of driftwood. She picks up a nice long piece of driftwood. She walks over to the sand castle and smashes it with one strike. A face as straight and unconcerned as could be, knowing full well her potential to build an even greater one in just a few days time. 
It's a natural rotation for her. She builds, she destroys, she builds, and she destroys. A pattern that she's grown comfortable and happy with. It's uninterrupted and it's peaceful. And as the sand castle crumbles, she yelps when she sees a pink merman's face in the water at the entrance of her shell, just staring at her. And then another, right beside it. Right beside it. (laughs) (laughs) Says the mer, pink mer thing. Says the pink merfolk. And Squishy raises her eyebrows. Yes. Can I? You gotta. Uh, and Squishy looks over use, at the night at the at the table, the entrance, the entryway table with a bong on it. Use the bong. And the two boys look at the bong, like, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, it's not like like that. I mean, uh, they they're fish. They can't actually smoke, <laughs> so they don't know what a bong is. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> An underwater bong is actually the opposite. It's not about using water to to smoke. It's about using air to smoke. True, It contains the air. True. Okay. No, so she points at the bong, and the boys look confused. So she waddles over, swaddled in her diaper, and grabs the bong off the table and hands it to the boys in the water, who disappear beneath the waves to figure it out. Um, hey, bro? (laughs) Yeah, bro? Oh... What the fuck is this? <laughs> I think it's a musical instrument. The other guy <laughs> slaps it out of his mouth. No, I think I think she wants us. Well, I, I can I can hear her and I can understand her. Mm-hmm. But she clearly couldn't understand us. No. So maybe this is so that she can understand us. Right, says the brother, and dives back up into the clam and hops up onto the sand. And suddenly feels the intense this feeling of dryness. Dryness, and um, he's in a dry, dry room. It's dry and crinkly and oh my dry God. and this is dusty. The, uh, the and opposite dry. of the dank. <laughs> opposite of the dank room. Um, so undank, unmoist. So he quickly looks at the bong, which happens to have a little water in it, and goes looks at her and looks at the bong and then pours the bong out over his head and he's it's a little better and then he screams into the bong <laughs> and squishy just slaps her head with her hand and shakes it back and forth and goes no just you okay just go and she starts waving the pink boy back into the ocean just go back up back up okay just go and then she waves him all the way back into the water and she follows him inside. She dives, perfect 10-point dive. Um, <laughs> into the water. Into the water. With the boys. The boys treading water just beneath the surface. Look at her as she's holding the bong in her hand. And she empties out the air, filling it with water again. And then mimes it up to her lips silently because she can't speak underwater. Um, demonstrating how to use it. Um, showing how you load in the weed and how you light it here and you blow in this. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then she makes a motion with her hand for talking into the bong. Okay. And then she looks between them and both of the boys nod and she goes back up to the surface. And they all reemerge. And the second boy who hadn't been in here before also like feels the shock of dryness and is like weirded out by it. But he takes the bong and he speaks into it. Do you want to take Squishy or do you want to take the boys? The good thing about Squishy is Whoever does her voice, it's clear it's squishy. Yeah. Right. That's why I wanted to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, whatever. If you have an idea what the boys want to yeah. say. I'll, I'll take the boys. I'll take the boys. The younger pink boy. Actually, we should decide names. Right here, we should decide names. Yeah, so they have them introduce themselves. So we have Herman the Merman. We have Bob the Blobfish. Um, we have Zach B. Zach B. The scientist. Yeah. The nerd. Um, those are the only characters we have so far. Squishy. Squishy, yes. Um we need a name. So our, our, so far our mer names are Herman the Merman and Bob the Blobfish <laughs> and then Zach B. I like Zach B. You give, you do one of the name of the boys names and I'll do the other and we'll say them at the same time. So I've named everybody except for Squishy. I feel like I named Bob the Blobfish. That's true. You did name Bob the Blobfish. Never mind. Okay. You're fine. All right. 
We're gonna we're each say a name at the same time, and it's gonna be one of the two boys. It's gonna be, and they're gonna be okay. completely not um, thematically fitting together okay. at all. Three, two, one. Parquendo. <laughs> okay, now for the sake of it, say yours. Parquendo. Papper. Cool. I like that. Parquendo. At least, at least it's so less of two P's. All right. We remove the P's. Mm-hmm. So it's Quendo and Apper. I like that. That's actually, you can tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quendo and, and Apper. Quendo and Apper. Okay. It's actually kind of nice. I, yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, it worked well. We should do that more often. <laughs> okay. So Quendo. Is Quendo I'm, the bigger one or the smaller one? Apper's the big one. Quendo's the smaller one. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, the smaller one takes the bomb, puts it up to his lips, and with a bubbly voice says, I'm Quendo, and this is my brother Apper. Um, and Apper says, <laughs> trying to say I'm Apper. <laughs> but nope. no, no, it just, okay, my brother's a little thick, um, but, but it's Apper nice to meet you. Apper slaps his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's like, they're 10. I know, that's what makes it nice to weird. And Quendo says, it's nice to meet you. And then he hands the bong back to, to Squishy. And Squishy hands the bong back to Quendo and says, um, so do you wanna? What? What do you? What do you want? <laughs> uh, Quendo looks like he's gonna talk, and he says, "One, one minute." And he gets back in the water real quick, and then he gets back out. And, and Abra just looks at him, and he's like, "He doesn't seem to mind the dryness. <laughs> he's getting used to it." Sorry, it's just I've never been, you know, out of the water before. Um, well, we just. What do they want? They just want to play. They're ten years. Okay, yeah. Um, well, just you know, um. Me and my brother, we we heard that you were you were here and you 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 are kind of new in town and no, we're we're kind of new in town. <laughs> and even you've lived here forever, but like, you know, none of the other kids none of the other kids knew you and um we just moved down the street, so we thought maybe we could Oh, one second. And then Quedo gets back in the water. <laughs> and Squishy, although she's really standoffish right now. She's like starting to warm up just by how by how incredibly awkward this kid is. And Apper goes. <laughs> and the credit comes back out of the water and says, yeah, so my brother says we're, well, you know, our dad died last year and we, we have to move here for my mom's work. So we don't really know anybody. Um, and all the other kids, yeah, all the other kids have friends. And you're gay. Um, and, and you're gay? <laughs> <laughs> and Apra takes the bong and speaks into it and says, And you're pink. Oh, right, right. I f- yeah, yeah, you're pink. And Squishy says, I I don't see what that has to do with anything. Well, um, and then Quendo says, uh, One second, and gets back in the water. <laughs> and Apra takes the bong this time from Quendo. Um, and says, Yeah, um, you, you haven't seen the other kids, but nobody's pink. Squishy looks at the floor and says, I know. But but you're different than just pink. Apra says, what, what is, why? Squishy shrugs and says, I'm squishy. And Quindo comes back out of the water, takes, taking the bomb back and says, so yeah, so anyway, we were just hoping we could, you know, hang out sometime. Maybe you could come over. Um, we've got a really rare uh, Star Wars Monopoly we could play together. <laughs> Um, we've got the original clue. We're missing some of the pieces. Wouldn't it be for, like land wars? Because like the way that we on the land look up to the stars is this distant civilization. I was thinking they just found these things that drifted the bottom of the ocean. Oh yeah, 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 that's good too. <laughs> and also, my family grew up with a rare like Star Wars Phantom Menace uh, Monopoly, which wow. so it's it's completely. Some of our listeners will know that my family never plays Monopoly anymore because there were lots of fights over Monopoly. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a shitty system. So yeah, you can come play with the with the fucking soggy ass monopoly. Soggy ass monopoly. It's falling apart. But before Squishy can explain that she can't really go play in the same way as the other kids can, another figure pops in through the door. Through the like beach sort of to the beach water, the water entrance. It's Herman, right? Ooh, here I am. Um he just yeets some groceries onto the ground. Um right. <laughs> And, and he, he reaches for the bong. Reaches for the bong and says, "Wait, have we established that um, merfolk can understand each other on land? They can understand on right. land. They can still hear. The hearing is no different. 
So they can understand each other on land, but Squishy can't understand them on land. I don't think they can speak to... Yes, oh, I guess they can. He's kind sure. of established that. Yeah. So he takes the bong and he says... And he like looks back and forth between the boys and Squishy and um, thinks for a second and says, Hello, Squishy, into the bong. And then says to the boys something that to Squishy sounds like... <laughs> Which we know means... So what do you think? Have you ever seen someone like her before? Are there, or are there any people like that where you're from? Yeah, exactly. He says, are there any people like this where you're from? And Apper and Quendo look up at uh, Herman the Merman and slowly shake their head now. Have we established what Herman the Merman looks like? Yeah, he's he looks kind of like Tarek from League of Legends. <laughs> Is he the beautiful man who no, he's, found... Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. That we know. That's that's been established already, I think. Mm-hmm. No, he's 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 a barrel-chested, seaweed-haired. He's beautiful. He's a beautiful. And, he's, and in fact, he's a beautiful adventurer and treasure hunter, right? Yes. But he's just like a corporate schlub. Yeah. Um. So they shake their heads. They shake their heads gently now. And Herman deflates a little bit, and then looks to. Um, and then Squishy says, "So, Dad, can uh, can Quentin and Apper stay for dinner?" And he's and Herman speaks into the bong. Yeah, yes, I, I don't see why not. Um, I just have to whip up this meal real quick, and I, I was also going to whip up meals for the rest of the week tonight. It's um, he checks his watches. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit late for that, but you know, I can I can multitask. And he tosses the bong aside, <laughs> forgetting <laughs> forgetting that he is out of the water, and it, <laughs> it just smashes. <laughs> And (laughs) Squishy looks at it and says, Well, I'm looking forward to the dinner conversation. (laughs) (sighs) We fast forward about 45 minutes to a Herman the Merman standing in front of a bizarre water boiler stove. Mm -hmm. um, Cooking several meals at once while already serving dinner to the kids at the table. uh, Cooking and serving and eating as... Quendo, Apper, and Squishy are holding together a misshapen, broken bong so that they can <laughs> communicate over dinner and, and eat the f- fried sea cucumber that has been prepared for them. I would propose that Quendo and Apper, and also Herman, probably are sitting in like big vats tubs? or tubs of water. Yeah. Um, so that they can like, like wooden just dip half under. barrels, yeah, wooden half barrels that has sunk to the bottom, and they cut them in half and yeah, fill yeah, with water. Perfect, perfect. And Quendo is like up to his nose in it, and yeah. Like lifts his head in order to like eat at something, and then go Maybe back. Maybe they have long like tongues? like frog tongues to grab stuff. Why in not? my mind, Herman the Merman is like Poseidon from The Little Mermaid, right? All That's right, beautiful. Super. Okay, cool. Right? But with a big barely hairy I chest. I see him as like a. I've been seeing him as like a Lorwyn merman. Okay, so more scaly. More scaly. Okay, so apply the scales, but still the like nice yeah, beard. Yeah, the, the nice Poseidon beard. And, and all a big that hairy and chest and chest, broad shoulders. But scaly skin, otherwise yeah. squishy wouldn't be squishy. It's true, it's true. So, so maybe the, the, the pink boys are, are frog-like, are more frog-like. Sure, yeah. yeah. So the pink boys are more like amphibian. And um, Quendo reaches his head out and <laughs> grabs things with his... And otherwise, uh, it's just eyes otherwise above the water. It's just eyes above the water. And um, Apper is like kind of liking the dryness. Yeah, it's kind of vibing He's like with it now. Sort of hanging half out of the barrel yeah. and leaning all the way over the table, just grabbing things and just like um, as uh, Herman Squishy, squishy <laughs> as Squishy is um, putting a piece of fried sea cucumber. Fried sea cucumber. That was the meal I threw earlier. Apper. Snaps it from her fingers with his tongue and grins at her as he chews it. Quendo takes the bong and and, um, and pops out of the water and says, Thanks so much, um, Mr. Squishy's dad. This is so good. Our mom never makes this at home. She says that this fried sea cucumber is um, too greasy. Squishy narrows her eyes a little bit. At Apper. And tr- at <laughs> Apper. And then tries to... Um, casually ask a little more about not seeming too interested but sort of just like so like where are you from or whatever (laughs) (laughs) what a sassy 10 year old yeah Um, sassy i don't know why and then um apper takes the bong while shoving 
his face full of uh, sea cucumber, um, takes the bong from from his brother and goes, yes, we came from um, Florida. <laughs> no, wait, this is, this is New Fishton, right, is this town. Um, in my mind, they're from Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, what's the... What's the um, um, I'm, I'm thinking amphibian, so fib, phibia. Phibia. Um, South Fibia? South Fibia. There you go. Okay. Isn't a fibia a bone? It feels like it, right? Fibula? Tibula? Tibia. Tibula? Tibia is a bone. Tibia? Tibia? Okay. That's quite humorous. Yeah, so we're, um, um, we moved from South Fibia um, through um, uh, Squidsburg. We gotta hit Squidsburg, <laughs> says Herman. But you know, you know how Squidsburg is. We, you know, my mom couldn't really get a job there either, so we moved to New Fishton. Um, she got a job. She's, you know, working double shifts as a janitor. So she's got a job for now, but, um, I don't know. She said that, uh, there's bad rumors about, uh, her boss, Bob. I don't, I don't know if you know, Bob. Herman spins around. Well, no, I, I, I mean, he was about to defend Bob, but then he realizes he's not, <laughs> he's not like on working hours right now. So he goes, instead of defending him, he criticizes him harshly in his terms. Yes, Bob, Bob the Blobfish, fish blob, blob, Bobfish of the Blobfish dynasty can be rather demanding sometimes. Uh, Quendo takes back the, the bong and says, yeah, but she seems, she seems happier here than what? <laughs> we got 10 year olds passing the bong. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey dad, can you pass the bong? I want to talk. <laughs> it's like the talking stick, but instead it's mm. the talking bong. Mm. <laughs> So we did. Um, yeah. So, um, but Mom seems happier here than um, in Squidsburg or or South uh, South Fibia. So I don't know. I'm not. I like it here. I mean, the kids are kind of mean, but you're nice, and we're neighbors. Yeah, I guess you're nice too, or whatever. She says quietly, eating another piece of cucumber. Well, um, we really should, says Quendo. And then after like puts a fin across his neck, like, no, don't say anything. And, and Quendo doesn't see him and goes, we really should be getting back. You know, um, we didn't, we didn't tell mom that we were going to be out. And after sort of sighs and rolls his eyes and Herman spins around again, again, knocking some of the food off of the meal prep thing that he's doing. <laughs> and again, it doesn't go floating like he's used to. <laughs> just he's, crashes the ground. It can be much more chaotic in water. It just, but here everything crashes. I love the, the idea that he's a beautiful Treasure hunting, like, <laughs> like, um, hunk, a, a hunk, uh, and an office schlub, <laughs> and also super like is he clumsy. Kind of, he's clumsy as a pushover, but he's a loving father. There's a lot of he's got he's got a really developed yeah. character, he's really developed, yeah. Um, and he looks down at, at the um meal that he had made for uh that he had prepped for lunch tomorrow, and it's all covered in sand. Um, you didn't tell your mother you were out. Oh, she's going to be furious. She's, she's, she's going to be mad at me. I mean, she must be worried sick about you. And Apper, Apper sort of waves his hand. Mom doesn't get back until late anyway. She says we're not supposed to go out, but we go out of time. And Quendo sinks a little bit deeper into the water, kind of embarrassed. You know, you know this place isn't entirely safe, right? Apper looks around like, what's the worst that could happen to us here? Would dry up? It's just, we're, we're close to land here, and, and things are different here, so you, you, should, you should get home early. Um, here, I'll, I'll give you some leftovers. Uh, get, take them to your mother as a, as a token of goodwill. And he turns around, grabs some leftovers, and <laughs> throws half of them on the uh, ground. He just keeps forgetting about gravity. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, salt and spray. Um, he <laughs> piles some stuff together, and do you mind if it's a little sandy? It's, I, it's just, I, it's here. And he shoves some. Food at the kids. Equendo takes the, mm -hmm. I was going to say Mike, but the bong back <laughs> and says, um, thank you, Mr. Squishy's dad, sir. Um, we don't mind the sand. We're going to be going through the water on the way back. So um, it'll all just clean off. Lovely. And then as they get up, Apper um, shoots his tongue out again to grab the last piece, the last piece of sea cucumber out of Squishy's mouth. But she saw this coming and she bites down on his tongue. Um, looks in his eyes, <laughs> asserting dominance 
and there's, a, there's a stare do. down <laughs> as 10 year olds do <laughs> there's a stare down and then eventually like that scene from the phantom menace <laughs> yeah totally george R. Binks's tongue goes flying back in his mouth like a tape measure <laughs> <laughs> knocking at her backwards tipping the barrel over and, and dumping him into the dumping water him into the water um and quendo <laughs> quendo gets up nervously putting the bong on the table and goes <laughs> and waves at both of them and then nervously picks up the bong and um uh, bye mr squishy's dad sir and and bye squishy um can we come back tomorrow after school and squishy says yeah, I know tomorrow's I, Saturday and most people don't have school on Saturday, but underwater we do have school on Saturday and you don't know that because you're a listener. Thanks. <laughs> and Squishy says, yeah, I'd like that. Uh, or whatever. And Herman smiles to himself and smiles to Quendo and nods. After all these years, there's a chance that Squishy might have just found some friends. And so the boys swim off. An old Tupperware underneath Quendo's arm with Apper leading the way in his fearless attitude. And they head home across the mild chasm between the two clamshells. Apper and Quendo's, <laughs> Quendo's clamshell is a much meager display, however. And as we hone in on the entrance, we realize that it's been long abandoned until Apper and Quendo, when their mother moved in. And it's hold, there's no pocket of air underneath it's not necessary and it's it's rather shabby the sandbank is unkempt there's a there's a like tiny little crab that lives there not like not unintelligent but not entirely sentient not entirely self-aware but like really mean yeah it's like having a like a like kind of a, a rabid raccoon that lives under your porch but never really yeah, bothers yeah, you yeah yeah <laughs> and it like it doesn't even eat the trash it just like tosses it out of the trash can and leaves it there yeah and then when you try to take the trash and put it back in the trash can, it pinches you. Yeah. Um, there's like a half-eaten couch. Um, That's a mystery we can solve next episode. Next there's our cliffhanger. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So the boys set the Tupperware down on the three-legged table and sit on the half-eaten couch and sigh to one another, looking out the door, waiting for their mother to come home with little else to do. And then when she comes home, she comes home quietly. She just sort of slithers up. She's a longish, um, iridescent, pink and purple, sort of amphibian, snake, snake-like um, creature. Snaphibian, as they're known. Snaphibian. Or an amphk. Amphk. Amphk sounds like a snake name, and mm. Quendo sounds like an amphibian name. Mm, yeah, that's true. So I like it. Amp- maybe Amphk is a little more snake-like. Um, and so their mother slips up through the water door and sort of slithers um, tiredly toward them. Slithers out of her, you know, work clogs and her little button-up janitor outfit right up onto the couch around the boys. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. I want to do something special with her voice. I wanted to roll the R's a lot. Okay. But then that's like it's very, it's very sinister, though. Yeah. It can be sinister, or the S's are sinister. No, I, I don't think she's sinister. She's going to be a source of antagonism to yeah. a certain degree, but I think she's got a good heart. So I'm not going to do the S's because that's too obvious with the snake. Maybe give her a lisp. Hello, boys. How was um, <sighs> how was work today? Asks Quendo. Ah, uh, that all we did, not very, not very fulfilling. Um, did you? Did you do the thing that I asked? Did you clean up that heap, that that undescribable heap in the back corner of the house? And did you did you get those groceries I asked for? Apper looks nervously and says, "Um, uh, what heap? Can you remind me anything about it, or is she, it she undescribable?" Goes, <laughs> she goes, oh, "Come on, the strange heap in the back of the house that has been thinking up the whole place for the past." And she turns around and sees he's joking. He has removed the heap, and she says, Oh, I'm sorry you were being silly. Sorry, boy, it's been a long day. Uh, Quendo uh, points to an overturned, um, uh, empty muscle shell and, and says, we, we got some groceries um, with, with the money you gave us. We got as much as we could, and um, the, the neighbor gave us some stuff, too, to welcome us to the neighborhood. And Apper 
And Quendo lock eyes and Apper nods. And brings out the leftovers that uh, they got from Herman the moment. <laughs> and, and the mother's eyes go wide. You spoke to them. You spoke to them. You spoke to the pink girl? And then Apper shrugs and Quendo says, yeah, yeah. And Apper says, yeah, they were, they were nice. They were cool. Um, I hit my first bong. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the big deal, mom? We, we did the chores. We got, we went grocery shopping. We, we made some friends. I thought that was what we were supposed to do. Well, good. Perhaps she can help us. What do you mean she can help us? Asked Quendo. And Mother Snake, <laughs> who needs a name, mm-hmm. looks deeply into the eyes of her two Snurtha. boys. Snurtha. Snurtha? Gotcha. <laughs> Snurtha looks deep into the eyes of her two boys and says, Maybe she can help us find land. You know, Monopoly was supposed to be made as a critique on capitalism. Well, it works. Well, yes, it was supposed to be like this, like, as a capitalism so bad. And instead, the game is structured around like, yes, become a monopolist. Yeah. And it sucks for most people. Yeah, it's it's Everybody horrific. hates Monopoly, yeah. except for those few who went out. Um, and it's all luck based, too. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. It's a very effective critique. It's a shitty game. Mm-hmm. <laughs>